Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I am so grateful you are with us today. My name is Sarah, and I'm the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help at the age of 39. Letting others help me is why I am alive today. I have been sober since 2012. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and with the help of my guests, show you how life after addiction is possible. Whether you have been here before or you're a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at SoberGratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for joining us today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Hi, everyone. Sarah here. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. So grateful you're here today to listen to another episode. It's a bit of an impromptu one, inspired by a conversation I had with a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Mary, and she's a normie and a mom in the town that I live in. I've known her for quite some time now, and our children have shared classrooms together through the years, um, at least a decade. And um, I'm just so grateful that I met her when I first moved back to the town that I live in, I actually grew up in the town um, that I'm raising my children in with my husband. But the conversation that Mary and I had a few days ago was um, really inspiring to me. It was just so refreshing to speak with another mom who is working really hard in her business. She is a Mary Kay consultant and a really good one. Um, really good one. She is well known in um, the area that I live in. And um, she's just full of love and compassion. And I've never heard her speak ill will of anyone. Uh, she's a woman of integrity, humility, and genuinely just wants to help women feel amazing about themselves. And um, we had a really, really great conversation. And we spoke about what I will make. Um, the topic of this episode, which is our outsides matching our insides in, in sobriety. And the reason why I thought of this is because when Mary and I spoke a few days ago, she shared with me how she had seen my Facebook 
post back, I guess it was last August, maybe September, I can't remember, but she said that she was so shocked um, because she had known me for a couple of years already and couldn't believe that she was reading that I was in recovery for alcoholism. Um, she said, you didn't look like anything was wrong. It didn't appear that anything was wrong with you or your family or anything of that nature. And she said, I think it was, we were really surprised I, I'm, when she says we, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, like, who, who is this we that she's referring to? But uh, maybe she misspoke, meant to say I, but regardless, it doesn't matter because really the point of this episode today is to speak to how in those of us, and I think moms in particular, stay-at-home moms, working moms, trying to raise their kids, trying to um, raise special needs children, trying to raise uh, children with anxiety and uh, attention issues, um, and just your everyday kid in today's world is um, can be really, really challenging. And I don't need to explain why to any moms that are listening right now. Um, it's... Um, I can only speak from my experience that it it's a the most amazing thing to become a mother and then to raise them in the culture, um, the American culture, and more so in some areas of the country than others, I believe. It can be really, really stressful because well, again, I don't necessarily need to explain why. <laughs> I think um, moms are so passionate about their children and want very much for them to have a wonderful life. And sometimes I think we can get caught up in feeling like we're not doing enough and that we need to do more. And by more, I mean, you know, being more active in their educational experiences, like uh, class mom, the PTO president, um, volunteering for this, volunteering for that, having the best kind of play dates, the, you know, the, the, um, the most extravagant birthday parties. And um, I certainly got caught up in that. And, and I, and I did because I, I, I love my children so much and I just want them to feel really special about themselves. I want them to feel like they are, they are here because my husband and I wanted them here. And my husband and I are so grateful that we have the three sons that we do. They're just um, so special to us, we would, we would die for them. I mean, they're just, they're our lives. <clears throat> and sometimes the women 
who are moms um, feel so much pressure that they need to cope by drinking or drugging. Or they drink or drug as a way to relax after a stressful day of making the best life for their children each and every day and doing the laundry just right and making sure that, you know, they have um, all the latest gadgets and toys and they're, they're being understood by their teachers and communicating with the their school districts to make sure that they're getting the best education possible and feeling like that, you know, why aren't they wanting them to get to play on the, the sports team that they're on. So, you know, showing up for everything, everything so much, so much so that we forget about ourselves. We forget about self-care. Before having children, I drank alcohol and I fell in love with it at the age of 14. And I knew that the rest of my life, I would have this partner of mine because I felt so much better. I felt so much more comfortable in my own skin when I drank alcohol. So it was me and alcohol walking into the future together, confident, and everything would be okay because I had alcohol by my side. And when I had children, it was a relief to know that I had alcohol to drink at the end of the day because I put a lot of pressure on myself. I am a bit of a perfectionist. I've gotten better at giving myself a break about that. I know that I, I'm not perfect. God did not make me that way. So today it, it's different. But back when I was drinking and in early sobriety, I really, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself and was, you know, fearful that people would think I was doing a bad job. If my kids had problems, you know, I feared that I would be judged by friends and family members, whether or not they did or did not judge me or think I was a bad mom or a good mom, whatever, I was really struggling inside because it was, it was really just so much um, energy consuming and time consuming. I mean, if I wa if I wasn't thinking about how I could create the best birthday party, make sure I'm inviting all the right people and I'm not hurting anyone's feelings and that uh, you know I was thinking about it. I mean, I was just constantly thinking about it. And it I was riddled with anxiety. So having wine at the end of the day was <laughs> godsend. But as um, time progressed and life happens as it does, I, my drinking became more of a problem. And I was thinking of drinking more 
and more and more. And I was drinking more and more and more. And I was very good at keeping it a secret. Which brings me to this topic of my outsides not matching my insides. So I'm being a mom. I'm doing the best I can. Yet every day I would think about that, that all the things that I did wrong. And then I would drink and I'd forget about that. And um, people didn't see that. I'm not sure if any moms out there can identify whether or not you drink alcoholically or drink as just a uh, means of that you don't that you have an off switch. I don't have an off switch, which is why I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> My friend Mary reminded me that. we don't necessarily always see that somebody might be struggling over whatever it might be because their outsides look okay. And with addiction and alcoholism, there's so much shame that's associated with it that like for me, the more I depended on alcohol, and the more I felt like that that's all I thought about, the more ashamed I felt. And the more ashamed I felt, the more I tried to control my drinking. And the more I tried to control my drinking, the more I felt like it was controlling me. And I felt terrible about myself. I beat myself up. My self-esteem took a hit. And the more I struggled and tried to control and control and control, the more I tried to make my outsides look okay because I did not want anyone to see how much I was struggling because I was so ashamed, so much ashamed that I did not tell anybody. I, I, I couldn't even really identify with the words of how to explain just how overwhelmed I felt. And it's nobody's fault. I mean, I think society plays a huge role in like, in, in, and we all perpetuate this, you know, we, the, this expectation that women need wine to cope with being the best mom ever. And we work our asses off. So you deserve that wine at the end of the day. And when your baby whines, you can drink wine. You deserve it. Um, but in my opinion, I do feel that women are targeted by advertising agencies and by by big alcohol by big pharma you know by um you know the shows that we see on TV or movies i think it's tough nowadays you know in social media we see every mom looking perfect and doing well and and we think oh gosh i'm failing that was my experience. And so 
Mary spoke to me the other day about how she just did not see that I had a problem. She didn't see it. And I, I get it. That makes sense. If I'm, if I look okay, the assumption is, is that I am okay. And I did not know how to reach out for help when I was struggling. I loved that she gave me the opportunity to share with her the reality of what what it was like for me to be stuck in addiction. And she was so gracious in receiving the information. And we spoke of how women together can really do such amazing things. We can change the world together when we don't judge each other and we support each other. And we, and, and we know that, you know, when, when our outsides look okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that our insides are okay. And for me, it was hugely polarized. Hugely. So when I got to a place of surrendering to my alcoholism, that I had no control over it, that my power, my willpower alone could not control my drinking or stop my stop. My, I tried countless times to stop on my own. And when I picked up I picked up after a couple of months and my alcoholism was worse, which means my body thought that I was still drinking during the period of time I stopped. So when I picked up again, I needed more alcohol to get the same effect as I got the four months prior to quitting or trying to quit. So each time that happened, it just worsened my insides. My insides just took a hit after hit after hit. And then the struggle of making my outsides look okay was more and more challenging. It is a relief now for me to say that my outsides match my insides. Because I was willing to accept that I could not control my addiction and that I needed help. And when I first spoke the words, hi, my name is Sarah, I'm an alcoholic, I, it felt really frightening, but at the same time, hugely, hugely liberating. It was an incredible relief. I, I felt, I'm having the goosebumps just saying this, I felt like as I said those words, a door was slamming and a key was locking that door to a life I had been living and struggling in and now I had the opportunity to learn how to love myself again. 
And we all have the right to love ourselves. I don't beat myself up anymore. And if I find myself going there, I think about my relationship with God, who is my higher power. And I know God loves me. I believe it. I feel it. And I think, would God want me to beat myself up? Would God want me to criticize myself so harshly? Would God want me to be showing up that way for my children and my husband? And the answer, it took me some time to realize, is no. So for anyone out there who feels like their outsides don't match their insides, I just want to share with you that letting go of trying to control your addiction or alcoholism or anything else in your life, letting go of that and taking a deep breath and trust that you deserve to be loved as exactly as you are just as you are. And your children, your spouse, your friends and family, they want to see you being kind to yourself. When I began to learn how to do that and feel I was worthy of self-love and love from others and love from God, Life began to be easier for me. Problems, situations, issues with my personal life or the issues of the world weren't so fire and brimstone-y, if that makes sense. (laughs) It wasn't so drastically dramatic. I, I challenge you, you who so graciously pushed play on this particular episode today, I challenge you to love yourself the way you deserve to be loved because you aren't the mistakes you made in your past. You aren't the addiction that you have. You are not the fears that you have. You are beautiful and worthy of living a comfortable life. So, Mary, thank you so much for inspiring me to speak the words I've spoken today. And thank you for being a beautiful friend, my normie friend. (laughs) 
And thank you to all my other friends, my normie friends and my friends who are alcoholics in recovery. I love you all so much. And I'm so grateful I have met so many amazing people over the course of the eight and a half years I've been in sobriety, in particular this past year in 2020. My friends overseas, my friends on the West Coast, the friends who live in middle America and Canada and South Africa and in my town in my community. I really, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the life I have today because I surrendered to what I could not control. And it brought me to a place where I did not have to keep secrets anymore. I did not, letting go of that secret of my alcoholism And sharing with people that it is not a moral failing, that my story and your story can help other people who are struggling. Together we can heal each other. We don't have to keep this secret. There's an easier way of living. So if you're struggling, please reach out for help. Google local recovery meetings. Ask a friend. Tell your, tell your family. It's hard. But people want to help you. You're so loved. I hope you have a beautiful day today, wherever you are in the world. Do something nice for yourself today. Love yourself like you're your own child. And then do that again tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you all.